We are geek-centric, and you can be too. What's up, geeks, and welcome back to another episode of the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin, and for today's episode, we're talking about some recent cast changes to some of our favorite animated series. Can video games be prescribed as medicine? And for our topic of the show, I'm putting Nate and Kev against one another for fake or real. What's the deal? But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly podcast covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me for today's episode, we have my geeky co-hosts, the nostalgic Nate Shelton, and the king of Richmond Hill, Kevin Hudson. What is up, boys? The king of Richmond Hill. Is that a title you want? (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, Let's uh, dispense of the pleasantries here, and let's just get right into it, because it's been quite a while since we've done a podcast, and I'm sure that we've all been watching a lot of stuff so uh hmm i think i'm gonna start with uh the king himself uh for this week's whatcha so kev what you been up to uh not too much not too much um i have had a chance to watch quite a few little things here so um i've got my list ready um well that's a that's a scroll you've got there not a wow wow let me unfurl it here (laughs) Um, so I did watch the, uh, caught up and watched the next four episodes of Snowpiercer. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so I'm heavily into that one. I think a new one came out today, so. Please talk about it spoiler-free, because I Oh, yeah, I would, I won't spoil anything. It's, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Ah, see, I was hoping you were, I was hoping The tone has changed. I was hoping you were going (laughs) to say it's getting better, not it's fine. I'm invested in it, if that says anything. Like, I look forward to the new episode, so, you know. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm at least invested enough to keep watching, so that says something right. about it. Do you find that it is kind of what we were talking about, like, without spoiling anything? Is it adding to the world of Snowpiercer in, in a way that... Oh, certainly, can? certainly. They're really yeah. exploring the class structure and, and the, the, the interactions between different levels of characters in that regard, so it's, it's cool. interesting. Yeah. And do you find that it is exploring not just like the top of the top and the bottom of the bottom? Like they are exploring some of those those middle uh, middle sections as well. Like oh, absolutely. And- That's kind of where the heart of the story takes place, and then you know you'll see the tale, and then you'll see the rich of the the richest of the rich, right? So, yeah. But yeah, okay, your focus cool. is kind of on that middle class. That's sort of yeah, that middle who class, we are as the audience that. almost. So nice. Yeah, that's good Sweet. at least because then there, I guess it's kind of like you know opposing ends yeah. to you know you have the super rich and the, obviously the bottom of the bottom and then you have this this sort of middle uh it's nice that they, at least like there's a little bit more of a focus by the sounds of it to in that uh, that section of of the train if you will yeah exactly. right, cause we didn't we didn't get that in the movie as much right so yeah Mm-mm. it was about the bottom of the bottom getting to the top right, right. so cool yeah this, this is it's taking a bit of a different spin on that same idea i think so you know, I, it was it was always like, how are they going to turn this into a TV show? And so they've done at least, you know, some interesting things to make that possible. So mm-hmm. um, nice. I I finished Breaking Bad. Oh. oh, OK, let's let's get into it. What did you think overall? I found the show was a solid like seven point eight. It was oh. it was it was perfectly good. Um, really? I thought I thought it was a bit slow at times. 
the characters are almost all unlikable, which mm-hmm. makes it hard, you know, and you, you really hate their decisions. I gotta say, that's one of the greatest <laughs> series finales of all time. Wow. For a show I wasn't, okay, like, it's... over the moon about, the finale was awesome, I thought, so. Yeah, I, I do think they handled the finale probably the best way you could. Yeah, I think I right? liked how um, everybody's story was wrapped up and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you haven't seen then, um, is it El Camino? El Camino? No, not yet. No, yeah, okay. Um, but so we, like, we can't, Sarah uh, and I are going to watch that now that I've uh, finished the show. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. And then and, we'll and probably do Better Call Saul in a bit as well. So, uh, Any surprises from the show? Like, was there anything that really surprised you? Unfortunately, in, in... I knew most of what was coming. I think that's right. you were saying maybe that what, what sort of hindered my viewing experience a little bit is like, you know, there were no surprises for me. I knew if a character was yeah. going to die yeah. or and even how they were going to die mm-hmm. most of the time. So that did sort right. of take away from, from some of the magic, I'm sure. So. so so when you see Gus come out of the, you know, the explosion. I oh, knew it man. was coming. I've seen that on so many lists. Uh, I didn't... I didn't actually think that they built him up to be this big, scary bad guy as much as I was expecting him to be. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's funny because he uh, he might come back up in a in my watch yeah, So we'll oh, interesting. We'll, we'll we'll dispense. Yeah, he's in everything. So. That guy. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, Sarah finally finished uh, the Mandalorian, which is nice because now I can watch oh. uh, Disney Gallery. So I'm excited for that. Very cool. Um, speaking of another thing, he's in right. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, how did she? How did she find it? Did she enjoy it? Uh, she liked it. She liked yeah. it. You know, she's not like an over the top Star Wars fan, right? Right. Um. So you know, she wouldn't know the significance of the dark saber or things like that. Right. You know, we watched uh, season four of F is for Family. Um. I really like that mm. show. One of the few Bill Burr projects I like. Is that an animated show? It is. Yeah, it's animated on Netflix. There. Right. Okay. Justin Long is really good in it. Uh, Sam Rockwell has a fun take on like a Matthew McConaughey type character that's enjoyable so oh that's and then cool. Bill Burr spazzing out every five minutes is great and it certainly made watching King of Staten Island interesting because whenever he'd get mad in the movie he would do his like cartoon dad voice and it was like yeah. so weird we had just watched F is for Family and then the next night we're watching this movie so it was really <laughs> kind of a hard adjustment to make yeah so uh, have I have I, you guys had a chance to check out King of Staten Island yet I have not I've wanted to and I've heard, but I've heard so many mixed reviews that I've kind of stayed away from it, amongst you know other reasons, which I'll get to in my watch yet. But but I've I've it was one of those movies that I was like I was really hyped for, I was really jazzed for when we talked about it in our previous episode, and I just I just haven't gotten around to it. It was it was kind of neat. We went out to dinner. I was uh, Sarah, myself, and uh, our downstairs neighbor Justin. So we went out for dinner, which was the first time we'd done that nice. uh, in over the four months. So that was nice. And then uh, you know we kind of had a movie night. It was interesting to watch a new movie and to rent it. And you know what I mean. It felt very old school in that sense. I was disappointed. I tried to order popcorn and nachos and stuff from Cineplex, but they weren't open on the the night we ended up watching it. I thought that would have been a nice surprise uh, for them. But. Right. So for the movie, like, is was it? Was it as disappointing as the non-Cineplex popcorn, or was it was it good? You know, it was okay. It wasn't one of Apatow's stronger efforts, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I just think the Pete Davidson character is so unlikable. Like, he's oh. just a, a scumbag of a person. Not a really? scumbag. He's just a real brat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're never really rooting for him. Right. Um, kind of like I mean, Taylor, you... uh, no, uh, Marissa Tomei is really good as his, as his mom. Bill right, yeah. Burr is great as as the you know the sort of mentor, if you will, love right. interest of uh, Marissa, and and I thought the uh, the young lady who plays his girlfriend is quite sweet, but uh, he's just a jerk, you know. So so 
But I mean, when it's funny, it's really, really funny, which you, mm. you, you know, you've come to expect from Apatow. But so, yeah, I would give that like a solid seven, probably. Wow. The most important question I have is, will it make me cry? I don't know. I don't mm. know. Because it's not like it has this like really sappy ending or any big moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are some elements of it that are sweet and endearing. So knowing right. you, King of the Waterworks, you might... Uh, <laughs> You might pop a leak. Who knows? Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. That's that's like Nate's like way of rating movies. How many tears did he shed? I <laughs> yeah. gave it a thousand tears. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's great. So so it's a mediocre film to say the least, and uh, I think it was just nice to do a movie night, you right? Know? Exactly, so. and to see something new, and especially by someone like Apatow. Uh, who no, I'm know. a huge fan. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was it long, Kev? I haven't seen the run. You know time. what? It, it didn't feel that long. It's only okay. about two hours and ten minutes or so. So it's not like you know. Jeez, that's still for long. the people complaining that it's long. I mean, that's two hours. It's really not that bad. No, for sure, two yeah. hours isn't that bad. But like, what what was yeah. uh, funny people? Like funny people, I felt like just like ended and then came back and then ended and oh, then yeah. came back. Right? Like it was... I liked it better than funny people. Okay. I've really got to watch that one again because I'm just such a fan of the other ones. Yeah. I just don't like funny people at all. So. Right. Awesome. But that's my watcha. Oh, okay, cool. Well, Nate, cool. Uh, I know, uh, you know, you've been, I don't know, I don't think you've been up to that much, but uh, other than just one thing, so. Well, I, before I watcha for, because we've been on, we've been away for, for a little bit, so before I watcha about kind of the, the big thing that's kind of taken over my, my past at least week so far, um, I did get a chance to watch uh, The Five Bloods on Netflix. Uh, this was the Spike Lee movie uh, that they put out. Um, and it's it's about uh, these these five uh, Vietnam War veterans uh, that um, like they're all they're all black and they they kind of go back to Vietnam to uh, search for uh, some lost treasure as well as um, one of their fallen uh, brethren. And essentially, it's really well shot. The movie is um, incredibly like. It's really cool to watch. They they do this thing where they switch aspect ratios quite a bit, which I don't know if that's like a Spike Lee thing or not. But it's just like, but the way that they do it, where like they'll they'll use it as a storytelling mechanic, where it starts to get more and more intense, and then it starts to close in, and then it also will start to slowly z- like come out. And I I just haven't seen that too often in movies. Um, it's cool because it cuts back and forth between modern times and the times that they're in the Vietnam War, and it's cool because the way, again, they use those aspect ratios, it looks like an old sort of Rambo-style movie. I could imagine, um, you know, an old sort of war movie where it's very, the music is very cinematic and it's very like, go over, you know, get on, like that sort of thing, right? Where they're all yelling. And the way that these guys describe their memories and then the way that it cuts back to show those flashbacks as if it's like embellished or romanticized by the way they're they're describing it. It's just really, really, really well done. Um, and it, it does this, it takes a lot of what we're talking about right now uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement, and it doesn't feel like it was put out because of what's going on right now. It just feels like a movie that's telling these stories and explaining, um, you know, what these guys uh, went through. It's based on real events. It's not an actual uh, retelling of, of real events, but it's based on real events. And they cut in real footage that's really hard to watch, but important to watch. And uh, it was really good. If you guys get a chance to watch it, it's a little bit on the long side. Uh, it's like about probably 10 to 15 minutes too long. But like, 
honestly, it's 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 really cool. You guys got to check it out. I also uh, gave a list of movies to my dad for Father's Day. He went through the whole list and he's like, can I go off the list here? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, cool. I want to watch the three amigos. <laughs> And so, <laughs> so, so him, my mom, and me, we just sat down and we had ice cream after after taco night and had a wonderful Father's Day where we watched uh, the Three Amigos. And dude, say what you will about the Three Amigos, I think that movie holds up to this day in a way that it's so it's there's moments of it that are so bad that it's campy good. And I I freaking love that movie. Have you guys seen the Three Amigos? I have not watched it. My brother raves about it. Oh, dude. Darcy? Does, does Darcy, yeah. Have, yeah. Darcy loves it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, w- well, that makes sense to me for it's, sure. It's I still Steve haven't o- been on the ride at Epcot either. Oh, Kevin, do you think I'm talking about the Three Caballeros? Oh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what's no, funny? Okay. The, movie, the movie The Three Amigos was originally supposed to be called The Three Caballeros. And right. then because Disney already had that animation, they had to switch it. But, right. Um, yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's no Martin. I still haven't seen that one. I still haven't seen that one. Yeah. Oh, Steve okay. Martin, what's that? Chevy Chase and Martin yeah. Short. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, honestly, it's so funny. And it's it's just like... It's actually like really there's moments in uh, near the end of it that are just really smart and and heartfelt and it's just dumb but it's it's uh it holds up for sure and it's a very much a Father's Day celebration thing to do. <laughs> um yeah, other than that, I'm continuing my watch of Modern Family. I'm loving Modern Family uh so much. I'm crying and laughing literally every episode. Uh, some, <laughs> sometimes I'm crying laughing. Uh and then Harley Quinn season 2 wrapped up. Uh, so I watched uh, the season finale of that show, and I won't spoil anything, but essentially it ended in a, to a, at a point where I'm kind of like, if they want to end the show here, I'm okay with that. Not that I'm not enjoying it and I don't want to see more, but like, you know when a show just ends or a season just ends and you're like, okay, they can leave it there, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm satisfied, so. But, really, the main thing I wanted to get to with my, my watch, yeah. Um, I have played and beaten and have almost rebeaten The Last of Us Part 2. Um, so I have been enjoying this game so much. I, I don't want to spoil too much about my thoughts on it, and I'm definitely not going to spoil anything about the game, um, but it is it is incredible. It's the best narrative I've ever witnessed uh, and experienced in a game. Um, it's the best game I've ever played, and Naughty Dog has once again redefined narrative storytelling in video games. And a lot of what I'm saying sounds hyperbolic, but when you play it, you'll understand. Justin, have you you started it, right? Yeah, I've only started it. That's part of my watch, yeah, because um, something else consumed me. Graphics alone, though, if you were going to talk about just, like, the look of it, is is incredibly Ugh. intense. Like, my brother-in-law was like, oh, you're going to play it? And I'm like, yeah. So he came and he sat with me and he were watching it. And, like, the story points are, like, very, very cinematic and very textural. And, and, and the lighting and everything is just – it's yep. just so lifelike. And then you translate into the gameplay. It doesn't feel different too much from the again i haven't gone through it all but at least from what i had seen it didn't feel like it looked too different from the actual uh video sequence to gameplay yeah. lighting was all very like just the way light goes through like trees and the, the shadows it casts and stuff like that it's it's uh pretty pretty incredible um but yeah i'm excited to to get into uh into that but i know kev you've been you've been playing last of us right i have uh, started last of us yes yes okay and on. are you gonna actually finish last of us uh, we'll see. It, unless yeah. it gets too hard, 
I did not realize it's like a purely stealth game, and I am not very good with stealth games. Right. Yeah. So. No. I here's the thing, Kevin. Like, what difficulty are you playing Last of Us on? Just normal. So if you like, I'm not even kidding here. It is still a, an incredible experience if you do go to easy mode like to the easiest of easy mode um, because that'll get you through the storyline. And right. then with this with this new game, um, because I'm going through it now just to platinum it to get all the collectibles and things like that. I'm going from chapter to chapter and replaying it um, because I don't want to take too much time. I'm, ex- I'm still re- like re-experiencing the cinematics and stuff like that. And I'm probably going to play it a third time again, probably on a harder difficulty. But replaying it um, and going to get all those collectibles, I've put it on the easiest level, and it does this thing for aiming. First of all, it gives you way, way more ammo. It makes enemies way easier to kill, but it does this thing for aiming where, you know, if you have trouble aiming it, it's it uh, it sections off the different sections of the enemy. So you can literally just, like, hold up and then it, like, sort of sticks to the middle or the top of the uh, of the enemy for, for aiming, and it just makes it so much easier. Right. Um, so from a difficulty standpoint, don't let that hold you back but justin you were talking about like the the visuals and like the amount of environments in this game and the the yeah the lighting well yeah um, like i i only i only think i got through like the first five percent probably but i had seen so many different environments in that like in that short period of time that i was just like wow this is like this is very rich with like like uh you know with a lot of like you know spatial textures as as well as like just environments that you're you're moving through um yeah, it looks it 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 seems like I, I went through my first bout uh, with against uh, some clickers and and some infected, which was which was fun. And and to Kev's point, the stealth, you know, I have the headphones on, so like that's like that again. I, I put myself back into that situation where you're hearing the noises in and around you, and you're like reacting and stuff like that. And it really does. Yeah, yeah you, you feel like it, it does give you a sense of anxiety because like when something comes around the corner, or you see it. And it like it's startled and it comes towards you. You're like, oh my god, what do I do? Like you, you instantly forget <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing. And then once it happens, and you're like, okay, I'll just now I know what I'm doing, right? It's it's. But one the of those crazy things. thing is, the crazy thing is, Justin, that's literally every encounter that you have. Mm-hmm. Like I, even on easy mode, I haven't really gotten into an encounter where I've been like, oh, that was a breeze. Like from a gameplay perspective, like no other game has succeeded me in like literally working me down to my last bullet every single battle. Yeah. Every single time I play this this game and every single encounter that I have, I'm barely scraping through. And it's it just makes your your heart race and like just well, from a gameplay perspective, they've they've done such a better job in this one than in the first one. Well that's what I, I would say I appreciated about the first one so much is that I did feel like I was in a horror movie. And I was this, yeah. you know, the, the main character moving through this like very scary sort of thing. And I, and the way I am with horror movies, I, you know, get jumped and, you know, I'm startled and I'm like, oh no, I yeah. don't want to go in that dark tunnel. You know, you see the yeah. dark tunnel and there's like a light at the end and you're just like, oh no, I don't, I don't want to know what's in this. Oh yeah. You're, you're room. really making me excited here, boys. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's <laughs> so tense. far I'm just, I'm facing humans in the daytime, yeah. but it, it's, <laughs> I guess it'll change. eh? Yeah. Well, but, and, and go ahead. I just, sorry. I just wanted to say about like the different enemy encounters, like. Um, Justin, you mentioned you haven't encountered facing humans yet, I don't no, think, right? No, no. So, you know, one of the crazy things is, like, you can play this game multiple different ways. You can play it stealth. You can play it, you know, more more action and more more guns blazing if you want to. Um, the 
The craziest thing, though, is that the enemies are so varied in how they react to the point where it sort of feels like you're playing different games at different times where, you know, with the with the infected, you know, they're they're not that smart. You throw a bottle, they run at the bottle, you throw a Molotov and you light them all on fire. And then for the most part, they're almost all dead with the humans. You throw a bottle one out of five of them says, I'm going to go check it out gets close to the bottle, but not close enough to the point where your Molotov could actually kill them. They get lit on fire, and you're like, okay, I've taken them out. No, no, no. They stop, they drop, they roll, they take care of themselves, and then they come and get you. Like, it's... It just it's it's so smart. So you have to you um, have to basically shift oh, your thinking based on on the who you're the combating. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, Nate, yeah. I know that you're going to be a part of uh, a spoiler review podcast of of The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. So I actually got uh, asked by uh, some guys that I listened to called the Movie Podcast, um, and they asked me if I wanted to be part of a spoiler cast for this game. We actually recorded it last night. Um, and had a big beefy two-hour spoiler cast, which was a lot of fun, and we we got really got deep into it, and we talk about where we think uh, game you know gaming is going. We talked you know based off of this, we talked about where we think the story might go next if it does go next. Um, and uh, dude, it's it was a heck of a lot of fun. So check that out. Uh, we've already recorded it. It's actually out. Um, it'll be out tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll already be out. Yeah, we'll put the link in the description so Perfect. you guys can take it because if you have finished the last of us part two and you want to partake in listening to some spoiler review stuff we'll put the link in the description and you guys can uh, check it out um but only listen to it only listen to it if you've beaten it please <laughs> oh of course yeah that goes without saying um yeah so we've already mentioned one piece of my last of us which was a very little bit of the last of us part two um i actually finished uh, the gallery uh as well i, I just watched all of them um great it's really nice insight is to like the sort of passion and and and, uh care that's gone into you know creating this new experience for star wars uh through disney plus and and just the technology and everything like that which we've we've talked about um but other than that i've like literally been consumed by lost uh all over again wow uh, You've been lost in lost. I have been lost in lost. Like it has oh, literally uh, just consumed me. Um, just because after we did the video, obviously on the for the for the channel, I, and obviously talking with Kevin about it because he he did the rewatch. I was just like, man, I really want to go back and and rewatch it. So I am yeah. now finished five seasons. Uh, I'm just on oh, nice. the last the sixth. But uh, like, just it's great rewatching a show because only having seen the series, gone through the series once, and then going back, uh, picking up on things uh, that you might have not noticed. Uh, previously, like one big thing I think is like, I always was like, you know, what is the island and, you know, what is yeah. its importance and, and all this. And I guess in my mind, I thought they didn't really explain too much about its significance, but it's all pretty much there. Um, it's just, you know, how did it come to be is the big yeah. question that was never answered. And, and I don't know if you necessarily need to. It's just something that was always there or, you know, it's 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 lasted longer than mankind. Who knows? Um, but it would be great if, if Bad Robot could find some sort of way to take us back there. Uh, we to have learn to go more. back. Yeah, we have to go back. But in some <laughs> sort of way where it's very like, you know, you do, when it's advertised and teased and, and, and stuff like that, you don't know it's connected to Lost. 
but then you yeah. go and if you were a fan and you, you were able to connect some dots you know like maybe a dharma initiative logo or something like that or, yeah. you know what i mean yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. you know you hear charlie's song in the background yeah exactly you know, you know what i mean you are everybody yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. so so um but uh i don't know i i'm falling back in love with this idea of how their the concept of storytelling for them like the show is about time and the way we're learning yeah. about these characters is through time shifts and you yeah. know it's just all these layers and, and the threads and the six degrees of separation some people you know get connected uh other people don't um yeah you know it, it, it's very it's very interesting to to see um just all the different threads that they uh that he did, and it's a real appreciation to writing and crafting a story, and I think that's what I absolutely I, I've kind of after watching it again, it's like they really did care about taking you through this story and feeling like connected to every character because every character I have a different sort of appreciation for. Yeah, Justin, you you and I I think we're talking about it, and we were I, I I had said you know if they were to bring it back, like could they do it like within the Cloverfield universe uh, or something along those lines? Yeah, that, that like universe is kind of. Way. Right. It's so vague that like it, it could it could work um, just because they can do different things that way. But, dude, it makes sense that you would you know, you want to be playing the best video game ever. You want to watch the best television and television history. <laughs> you know, it makes sense that you'd want to watch the best show ever. So um, cool, man. So you've you've just Last of Us and uh, and That's, Lost. That, that well, like it? Lost has been pretty much a lot. Like I've been working, right. obviously, like I, I've, I've had some projects that I've like I've just been grinding me down so in between that i've just been i've literally just been watching lost right so um, there you go what uh what season is your favorite so far Ooh. i gotta say season five like the the whole the, the 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 season i just finished like where they really get into the meat of it like seeing them in the 70s um you know the whole time shift of like how they got back to the island um yeah. there's still some things that i know are gonna start of unravel there's things i forgot Brother. Yeah, it was great. It was it's it's good watch, and uh, once it's done, I can move on to something else. But yeah, it's been <laughs> all consuming just because I've been so into it. There you go. Cool. Yeah, man. So, awesome. well, that's it for Whatcha. <clears throat> I think it's uh, time to get into the news. So let's do it. It's all about the details. So for our first story. Uh, U.S. doctors can now prescribe a video game as medicine. This comes from IGN by Jordan Ullman. Uh, For the first time ever, a video game can be prescribed as medicine in the U.S. with the FDA approval of Endeavor RX for use in treating symptoms of ADHD. Hmm, That's pretty pretty interesting. Uh, In an announcement from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, this game is by Killy Interactive. It's the first game in history that is going to be legally marketed, obviously, as as medicine in America. And after studies showed uh, through iOS products, doctors will be allowed to prescribe the game to children between the ages of 8 and 12. Uh, Killy Interactive was actually working with doctors to develop this game. Um, And they came to the conclusion that there just isn't enough evidence to suggest that uh, games should be used as a replacement for ADHD. So, like, it is something that could be supplemented. So the idea is that this would be included in existing treatments rather than just saying this game will be, you know, something that will help. 
uh, or just cure it all, right? Uh, I think that goes without saying, though. I think there's a certain sort of skill set. But uh, so I got to ask Nate: uh, do you, Do you think this is like is this like a dream come true for you? Being uh, that you are <laughs> in yeah, the age here's, bracket here's of here's a drug he's going to overdose on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, talk man, about talk it, about talk about overdose with his like Last of Us, uh, not once but twice, and it hasn't even oh, been yeah. out for a week. <laughs> <laughs> dude, and that game is 24 hours long. Um, dude, if 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 the, if video games are a drug then i have been uh, i'm a hardcore drug addict then uh dude i i don't know man i'm looking at uh some of the images of the game um i'm trying to find gameplay i don't think there's any out there um, oh, there is you can find some videos on ign they actually i think they had a link to a a, a video or you know what actually I, I think i saw this also show up on a, a news feed through through like uh, cnn or something like that on my feed or something okay um what did the just, gameplay look like uh, it is very. It does feel like it's almost like Crash Bandicoot or um, uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, oh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Kind of. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. and there's there's a little uh, like racing and obstacles and stuff like that. So uh, it looks really interesting. It looks like it's an alien character as well, uh, in like a little okay. spaceship. So it's very you know friendly and cutesy. Um, sure. Yeah. I I just I think the big thing for me is like this this makes sense. Um, especially considering, like, even the Crash Bandicoot games, um, they can start to almost get to a place where they're rhythmic in a way, um, and right, they can right. be they can be calming for as wacky as they are. Like, mm-hmm. if you really get into the the rhythm of of the actual game, but right. I, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like I, I think movies can do this too. I think books can do this too. Like, I just I'm trying to understand the difference specifically for video games maybe it's the fact that it is interactive and it requires well, someone to pay closer attention well, to that's, it well that's 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 it it's it's to teach you a yeah. sense of like focus and coordination at the same time yeah. right cuz in I, I again i'm not a doctor but i just know in certain right. cases with ADHD there is a ability to, like a heightened ability of being able to stay focused and not be focused at, you know it depends on on what it is so if the game can yeah. act a way for someone to be focused and to draw their mind uh, into doing what they're doing and also teach the idea of coordination and moving uh, with controllers and stuff like that like you know there's just i think this is like a a method to to add to like as it says existing treatment to help heighten yeah. and, and build on those skills that maybe treatment is already building um i guess the other thing to understand is what other treatment so this could be anything from like obviously medication but it could also be other forms of therapy that are integrated with this process um i think this is great yeah. i i think that the, everyone has always said that there is this ability with with games to actually you know again grab grab the attention of those that might have ADHD and just really give them a, a you know a sense of focus right like I, I know uh, there's a variety of games that are, are are built for this with this in mind so it's, it's yeah. this, this isn't really new it's just it's the first time that we're seeing uh, you know the U.S. Food and Drug Administration just say you know boom this is this can be prescribed as medicine so that's that's pretty well, pretty cool. Even, well, I mean, they've been they've been using video games in the medical field for from a therapeutic standpoint for a long time, especially with the advancements in VR. And you know, I've seen I've seen a video of uh, a, a pediatrician in I think it was like Denmark or somewhere out there, and they were uh, using a VR headset with a perfectly timed little story about a little bee uh to help little kids who have trouble with um you know getting injections or or needles and they would time it perfectly to the point where it's like 
it's just the little bee, like, you know, kind of giving you a little prick, but it's a cute right. little bee, so it's okay. So, I, you know, I, I totally get this. I mean, I'm really interested to see if they open it up to other games and other experiences. Does this go a little bit more mainstream? Like, are we going to have doctors prescribing Halo Infinite in the future? Kev, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, a really uh, novel idea and uh, anything that helps, right? Anything that can, can sort of keep people engaged and, and focused on something, I think it's... Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, you know, rather than it's to have something tailored specifically for a beneficial purpose, rather than just plunking somebody with ADHD down in front of any old game. I mean, mm. obviously, if it's being prescribed, it's doing certain sort of stimulations and and whatnot that are that are helpful exactly. and good, good. So that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the important thing to take take away from it is that if it is being prescribed, there is some you know benefits that it's it's providing to the overall experience of people with this this condition so i think that's great um okay let's move on to the next two news stories so these next two news stories are actually both tied in with uh, the ongoing movement of black lives matter uh the first is the simpsons will no longer have white actors voice characters of color Uh, Reported by Salvador Hernandez of BuzzFeed, uh, The Simpsons, a beloved animated series, has been on the air for more than 30 years, and this past week they announced it would be taking wider actions in how its other non-white characters are voiced. Moving forward, The Simpsons will no longer have white actors voice non-white characters. The show confirmed this to BuzzFeed News this past week. The decision actually comes five months after Hank Azarian announced that he would no longer be voicing Apu. So it's only been five months since they announced that. A reoccurring character whose stereotypical portrayal and accent has drawn criticism for years. Hazaria, for example, also voiced Carl Carlson, a black character who works at the power plant, and his uh, inseparable best friend, Lenny Leonard. Harry Shearer also voiced a non-white character in the show, Dr. Hibbert, and Sanjay Nahasapina Petalon, Apu's brother. Uh, news of these of these casting changes came shortly after Mike Henry announced he will no longer be voicing Cleveland Brown, a black Family Guy character, saying persons of color should play characters of color. This also was followed by uh, Kristen Bell who also announced that she will not be playing the biracial character in the series Central Park, and the role would be recasted, and she would still be involved in some other way, so I think they're going to cast her in another role. And uh, Jenny Slate said she will no longer voice the black character on Netflix's Big Mouth, uh, which was known as Missy. So, mm-hmm. uh, Kev, like, how do you think this is going to affect these characters as move forward in the respective shows? Like, do you think, like, w- with Apu, how do, you, how do you handle that? Yeah, do you go and find, you know... Um like a, an Indian actor to do the voice, and mm-hmm. is he just going to be doing an an Apu impression? Is he going to come up with his own voice for the the character? Is the character just going to be gone in general? Like, right. it's, uh, I hope you know, not. I, oh, I certainly hope not. Uh, I think this is uh, a good idea. I think this is the right thing for these shows to be doing. Uh, you know, sometimes you see these things and you go, I can't believe it's still going on in 2020, right. but yeah. you know, yeah. but I- uh, it was just such an indis- industry standard for so long. And I think because, you know, you're not talking about directly doing like a black face, you know, right. it's almost like black voice, right. um, but because mm-hmm. you can't see it happening, it's sort of largely went unnoticed by most people, I'm right. sure. Right, right. Uh, would would yeah, you say though? Just- would you say, though, that like, because I was I was thinking about this, I was like thinking, you know, maybe Harry Shears, you know, Dr. Hibbert 
definitely hits more of that, you know, maybe as we will say, stereotypical black voice. Uh, yeah. Much like how Hank Azarian's Apu is very, you know, English, Indian accent kind of guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like his is more uh, is more of a as a real racial commentary. Hibbert, you know, you mm. could kind of like if you took his voice and put it on maybe a white animated character, would you still get the connotation of a black person is what I'm wondering. Because the, the reason mm. why I'm saying this is because like Kristen Bell, her <clears throat> character is biracial. It, it, it is a mixed family where the mom is white and the, the father is black. So, you know, yeah. I, it's it's kind of like, you know, I think the idea around like Kristen Bell and Jenny Slate, it's more like this idea that they're just creating more opportunities for other people. It's not about necessarily their performance. It's, I think yeah. from a standpoint of like of of that industry of voice acting, it's actually one of the the few industries, unfortunately, still, but one of the few industries that there are a t- there's a lot of work out there for women, and so you know they're gonna they're gonna get another role, they're gonna get another another opportunity, um, and so to be able to kind of yeah, as you said, like give up that role and just say you know what we have the opportunity to do something better here. Um, I think that kind of goes two ways here. Um, and one that I really want to see happen and one that I, I absolutely do not want to see happen. Um, and so obviously if they open it up and they, they get that role to someone who is a mixed race or someone who's black, take that opportunity. I hope the writers would take that opportunity to say, okay, we have someone here now that we can maybe gather experiences from, from a writing standpoint and, and portray on the show and, and really allow not only the character to speak, but that culture to speak through the character. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think Mm -hmm. they have an opportunity there. What I don't want to see is the idea of, of Apu disappearing and, and that character just going away. Because if that's the case, then it's no better. That's the opposite. That's yeah. the opposite of what yeah, we want, no right? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think I think they, you know, I think the Simpsons will have a better way of kind of dealing with it. Do you think Disney is going to handle this better than Fox ever did? Well, actually, that's that's great because that leads us right into the next part of this story uh, <laughs> or the second part of our, our the third news story, which is tied to this. Uh, Disney is yeah. changing the Splash Mountain ride because it's based on a racist movie. reported by David Mack from BuzzFeed. Uh, Disney will overhaul the Splash Mountain ride at its California and Florida theme parks, the company announced uh, this past Thursday. So it's no longer based on the movie the company has now acknowledged is very offensive. The ride was inspired by the animated sequence in the 1946 movie called Song of the South. The film, which won an Oscar for its song Zippity-Doo-Dah, follows a young boy visiting his grandmother's plantation after the Civil War. And detractors have criticized its depiction of black people and its romanticization of that era. Uh, The company said designers have been working on this since last year. The new theme of the ride is going to be based off of the Bayou-inspired tribute film of 2009, Princess and the Frog, uh, which featured uh, Tiana, Disney's first black princess. And I know, Kevin, you were like, you were all about yeah, like you were calling theming it. this, this Splash Mountain. So I, I, I start to with you. I how, called, how do you feel? I called this on this podcast last year. <laughs> right. I called it's it. It's recorded. You can go back and listen to yeah, it. Yeah. Which, yep. which episode was it? Just for reference. It, it was, it was an early one. I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't have the right. Just okay. listen to all of them. Just listen to all of them. Yeah. You'll just, just it. listen to the first, you know, four. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, man. Did you actually call it like down to what film they were actually going to? To reference, like they, they I said, I it. said I would have liked them to do um, uh, the Princess Frog. Just I think it would 
fit the theme of the ride that much better. So oh, I yeah, called it good. right down to, to the movie. I that's think cool. it's going to be amazing, man. Well, if you get a little you're... like New Orleans vibe and, yeah, the and then the bayou and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, so what would the log that, like, become, though? Uh, like, what would the log become? Like, would it become a crocodile? Or like an alligator? Oh, that, that'd be kind of cool. You could, could do, do that. Because right? they do ride around on the crocodile, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's right? what I was figuring. Yeah, right? so that'd and be like, interesting. And like, oh, like imagine what they could do with the lighting with the fireflies. With the well, fireflies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That would look so cool. And like the singing, oh, yeah. this, I, I wonder if they'll like record new stuff or, you know, like do a, a, oh. a mishmash of of you, like the some yeah. of the, some some of the songs from the movie. Yeah. But if they I would record the something specific for it to give it a very unique mm. sort of like story you know how some of the rides can kind of do that but they also do just kind of take reference to what yeah no is. i think it'll be right from the movie we'll yeah. get a couple different songs yeah. throughout the ride perhaps well, it's funny too and... because you think about like how it'll how it'll tell the story you know of her you know wanting to have her own restaurant and that's probably the first little part of until you get like up and up but i know you're a huge fan of the ride so um, oh i love the ride i yeah, just yeah. it's a long time coming that they yeah. needed to yeah. fix it up it was yeah, it sure. was it, starting to show its age so i wonder if that area though too like especially like i haven't been to disneyland of where where splash mountain is but i wonder if that whole area is going to get a bit of a facelift through these through these times right like just because it does feel very like it feels like it, it feels like splash mountain fits with that environment of where it is in in the walt disney world at, at magic kingdom in florida just because of that sort of country sort of bumpkin like kind of yeah, frontier style. land it's very yeah. frontier land for yeah sure. so like how are you know will they start to like look at you know branching out and adapting all of those other places just to kind of maybe feel a little bit more cohesive you could you could you could certainly uh modify big sections of that area to bring it to bring the new orleans uh aspect into it i mean that that big boat that they all ride on i mean that probably thing should be updated too you know like why not sort of take that area and give it that new orleans spin you open up a little spot that sells beignets as well and you're you're printing yeah. money here yeah. right out of a yeah. out of a yeah. out of a really awesome solution uh, to something that should have happened forever ago, but something that's happening now, and sure. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for to to kind of see how they how they tackle it. But that's a good point, Justin. Like, can they? I, I hope that they take a lot of that area and and modify it because a lot of well, it, there was the I bears, the, the, yeah. the bear, the bear. There's a bear show that you go into like the country theater. bear jamboree. There's yeah. a bear show. He says <laughs> the country bear jamboree. Like, yeah. It's a classic. The iconic of the iconic. Sure. I only saw it, I think, I think I didn't even see it this, the, in January. I think I saw it in May of last year for the first time. And Angie and I actually really enjoyed it. We thought it was funny. It definitely oh, did. it's funny, yeah. It does play very, like, old school, it, even in just the way it looks, because, like, some of those puppets yeah. and things could, could use some benefits of some upgrades. But for the most part, the, the comedy was there. Um, and I was I've had heard that they were probably going to actually get rid of it. But then they said, no, because it's too much of a classic and there it might just be shifted or moved. So, you know, hearing that well back before we went in yeah. Uh, January. Um, yeah, I think that it, it makes sense to kind of maybe adapt that whole area and just take a look at what the properties are are offering. Right. So and maybe like, listen, I. I'm I, I get it. Like I, I want people to be proud of their their country and their heritage or or whatever. But the the president ride or president experience or whatever that thing, the Hall of Presidents that we we did the last time that we were there for your wedding, Kevin. Again, one of my my favorite memories was 
walking out of that experience and hearing that little kid turn to his mom and be like, can we go to Tomorrowland now? <laughs> just like, just like kind of saying like, okay, can we be done with all this and just yeah, go to I, the future? I, I think though that, I think that that in itself to me is not just rooted in American history. It's rooted in yeah. Walt Disney. Like Walt Disney was mm. very proud to be American, which is why he featured that sort of part of American history and, and, and having that. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of there within within it, right? But I, I also think that he probably was old school in the sense of how he looked at people of other color. I, I do think, you know, in terms of allowing certain appropriations and, and, and how the, the stereotypes, you know, kind of went thing. I think it's just interesting that everyone's kind of very cognizant now of what they're putting it's good. It's a good thing. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, last news story. Um, this one, I actually, I know it's more of news for you guys because you guys are huge fans, but uh, Pokemon Snap dropping oh, later snap. this year. This is a sequel All to right. the 1999 game uh, that was on N64, right, Nate or yes, Kevin? Yeah, that's you correct. Guys? Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, listen, I, I <laughs> never played it. Um, I just saw it blow up my feed. I know Kevin immediately messaged us and was like, oh, yeah, let's go. I was shocked. I was yeah. actually surprised because I didn't think, Kevin, like, I knew you liked Pokemon. I didn't know you were a Pokemon Snap. No, but what is this game? What is oh, this game? I love Pokemon Snap, man. What is this game? What is it? Imagine yourself at a Pokemon Zoo taking pictures of Pokemon, essentially. Yeah. And almost like we were just talking about Disney, almost as if you're on like a ride. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, it's, okay. you're on a track. Like a safari? And you're going through. Yeah. yeah. Like a, it is. It's a Pokemon safari. And then, like, the, the you, you try and catch them doing different things, and they'll interact with you based on when you take the picture. And so it's all about seeing all the different things that they'll perform and stuff. Right. And so you just catch them doing really fun things throughout the game. Now, now Kev, like, it, was this a game that, like, you played a lot when you were younger on N64? Oh yeah, because you're always trying to improve your score and get more points and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like I'm not, I'm not quite sure how the scoring system works. It's been a while, but and I, I saw that you could like bribe them, right? You can bribe some of the Pokemon. Yeah, you feed them with apples, and they'll do a trick for you, and oh, then you cool. get a really good picture and stuff. So, but so. you're not catching them. You're just taking pictures, and that's how you're catching yep. them. Okay. Yep. I will say, Kevin, nobody knows how the score works in that game. <laughs> I don't think even the developers knew how the right. score necessarily worked. But, like, obviously you want to, if the Pokemon was off, like, not in the frame properly or was cut off or something like that, you would lose points, right? But um, but it was, uh, I think the biggest thing with Pokemon Snap is it came out at a time where Nintendo, you know, Nintendo's always been known for doing weird quirky things Mm -hmm. and so the whole aspect of being able to to capture your pokemon take your n64 cart to your nearest blockbuster plug it into a machine and then print off little tiny pictures that you took in the game was it was so cool and so i think it'll be really interesting to see how they they adapt it i'm assuming they're probably just going to have a thing where you upload it to your your facebook right like you already can do on the nintendo switch um but you know it it is one of those things where where the game itself i don't think was that great uh i think you know from a gameplay perspective but it just kind of it all was a perfect meld of the technology the the quirkiness the fact that pokemon was at the height of what it was right and uh and yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited for this. I think uh, I think one of the things that they'll have to do, though, or that I'm hoping they'll do, is maybe maybe still keep that tight, compact world, hmm. but 
add the ability to see different Pokemon based on different times or even different seasons. Right. So that, you know, you played it in December. Great. Now replay those maps again in, in the summer and it's going to be different, right? That's cool. I, that would I be like kinda that cool. idea. Yeah, that's neat. Is that what they're talking about? No, that's my that's my wish. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was also going to say like it, it seems you know based on the preview at least exactly what Kevin described. You're taking pictures of of Pokemon and and that you know you're capturing and that's how you point up and you you, you lure them with apples and stuff and you know yeah. they do tricks. Um, but I think that would be cool like now especially with like social social media as being an avenue and like creating like a profile or something like that. Imagine they you know, implemented that within this sort of environment oh. of like, you know, going with your friends to go catch, yeah. you know, take pictures and, you know, uh, having like your own, like sort of like character or, or your own page where you can display your best photos of these, of these Pokemon and like your highest, you know, your highest point score. Like there's a lot yeah. now with, with how social media and photos play in real life, like right now, how they could integrate that into a game like Pokemon snap and just being able to share with, with, with other people. It'd be cool. Almost like they might even develop their own Pokemon Snapstagram like program or app oh, that you can cool. have on I your like phone. To, yeah, yeah. That links Pokegram, to the game. Pokemongram, so Pokegram, or something, uh, something Pokegram. like that, right? Yeah. And then we're, and we're then not, that we're way not, you we're can... not we're not gonna get anyone buying that name for this for their <laughs> game. So but like I love that idea. I love I hope again, it's just one of those things where that game was fantastic. You go back and play it now and it's like, yeah, it's still it's, it's good. It's, I, that's that's nostalgic. what I was. Yeah, that's what I yeah. was looking when I was looking at the N sixty four stuff, and it seems very like minimal. It doesn't seem very complicated or over the top. So it's it's interesting now yeah. though that you know with with where photos and 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 the idea of like social media and stuff like that, how they could adopt some of that to help upgrade this gaming experience so that it just feels a bit different, right? Because they they're are they going to have that with are, Animal Crossing, right? Like, are they going to have filters? Maybe. Are you going to have different filters you can put on? Do you yeah, that'd be cool. That's that'd be wearing, cool. Wearing a, a, a ditto, you know, filter or something. Oh, yeah, that's cool. cool. That's Very a good cool. idea. Or you can take a selfie with, like, them in, in the background and stuff like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be cool. sweet. Yeah, right? That'd be dope. Do we have a release date, Nate? Do we know? Is It, tw- it just no, says 2020. It just says, I think it just even just says, like, more information soon. I don't even know... I hope it's this year. I think it's this year. I thought it was going to be at the uh, end of this year. Yeah, it could. It just be. seems like it, it just seems like a good time to be advertising a game that mm-hmm. would maybe come out at the end of the year. So it kind of feels like they are putting this out because Nintendo doesn't have that much uh, this year, right. Um, right. and with everything going on, and you know, you've got Sony pu- pushing out their their you know all their announcements. You've got uh, Microsoft putting up their stuff in August. So you know, Nintendo uh, kind of coming out of the gate here and and almost in my mind i'm almost picturing like the ceos at nintendo like calling and begging the pokemon company to put this out this was planned for next year but please put it out this year we need it you know and i I think we'll see a switch pro probably in november and uh Mm. and then potentially maybe some game releases with that for dude if they put out a switch pro with a camera on it yeah, and then you I mean. can put the Pokemon in your real world. That's what I mean. Oh! Yeah, that's what go I mean. Go Pokemon Go with it. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. in. Anything I'm that in. gets let's, let's live anything that, that gets Nate to do that voice is <laughs> 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 is worth it. Okay, uh, that's it for news. No trailers this week. I thought I'd just keep it really concise because I would like to get into our topic of the show. So let's do that. All right. So for today's topic of the show, <laughs> I thought it would be fun to put Kevin and Nate against one another for another game of Fake or Real? What's the deal? 
Today, I'll be testing their knowledge with the lovable 90s show, Friends. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I chose Friends because, you know, me and my wife, we've been watching it uh, every night before we go to bed. And, uh, you know, they're iconically known for, you know, the one with and that kind of lends itself as being a lot of fun for what could be a real episode or what could be a fake episode. So let's find out who knows best. Now, I'll be listing a mix of fake or real TV episode names, and you will have 15 seconds to decide if they are, in fact, fake or real. Oh, wow. Okay. Easy. Now, I've asked the two to write on a piece of paper, fake or real, and they will hold it up at the end of the 15 seconds, and I have a timer set up. You guys ready to get right into it? Let's do let's this. Oh, let's do All it. Right. I'll I'll be there for you. Yeah. All right, here we go. Question number one. <sighs> the one with boobies. The <laughs> one with boobies. All right. Now, if you I'm feel ready. like you can put that answer up, if you know right away, don't don't wait till the fifteen seconds. So, uh, three, two, one. Yeah, that's fake, oh, dude. Okay. Fake. <laughs> that's fake. That's so fake. I wish Although it was I would, real. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the episodes. Question number two. The one where Monica and Chandler, you know, the, the one, one where, where Monica and Chandler, Chandler, you uh, know, you know, is there a dot 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 between you know and the and the name Chandler? Like, is there an ellipses or whatever? Yeah, of that's course. Called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Okay. Let's see it. Fake. Yeah. No. I think it's real, dude. That sounds like a total 90s thing to, you know, to say. I just don't think it was called that, that episode. I think it was like the one where they hooked up or something. That's ah, that's where man. I'm That's where I'm going with well, that. We will one. find out. Okay. We will find out. He's we trying to fake out. us out. I think I think I think we might we might be able to forego the timer. I think Oh I'll, yeah. I think yeah, we, we don't need let, that much we, time. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right. So, question number 3. The one with Phoebe's mom. The one with Phoebe's mom. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <clears throat> Show me your answers. Real. real. Yeah, that's totally real. I'm trying to think of who played her. Phoebe's uh, mom. I can't remember. Okay. All right. That, that All one right. felt that one felt like a real. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure she was dating Mike by that point. And like they they meet. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, question number four. The one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. Oh, the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. <laughs> the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. Answers. Ready? Yeah. Real. Okay. Yeah, that's the episode where Ross is like, he dates that girl or something from really far what? away, and then there's like a train. And I, I just don't think remember. Justin's making up Poughkeepsie. <laughs> yeah, that's also a good point. <laughs> okay, we have uh, question number five. The one with five steaks and an eggplant. <laughs> the one with five steaks and an eggplant. Fake or real? I don't think eggplants were popular in the 90s. I think they only became popular since the emoji. You know? <laughs> no, that's the dawn. The 90s was like the dawn of eggplant parmesan. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Say, can I hear the title one more time before we give our answers? The one with five steaks and an eggplant. Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I'm good. And kept real. going real. The, I think that's the one where uh, like they they have to keep ordering food because they they want to stay at the table and all the f- friends are late and it's like <laughs> Joey and Rachel or something. That is a good episode. Also, that's a great. I episode. could also see it. I could also see it being like a, a Monica situation, like 
like somebody reviewed her restaurant and I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> indeed. Okay, cool. Um, question number six. The one with the ugly naked guy. The one, the one with the ugly naked guy. So like, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know where I'm going with this. Okay. When ready. Fake. I think it's fake. Yeah. You're trying to fake us out, Justin. Because the ugly naked guy is a real thing. But there, I don't think there's one called the one with the ugly naked guy. So. Unless that's the one where, like, Ross goes over and gets naked with him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that your secret friend's fan fiction, Kevin? What are you talking about? That's not that happens. That's, that's an episode. Yeah. Is that an yeah. episode? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Number seven. The one with the giant poking device. The one with the giant poking device. See, now now it makes me feel like the last one was real. The one with the giant, giant poking, poking device. device. Yeah, does that have something to do with the ugly naked guy again? Right, because doesn't he like fall is asleep he, is at his, some point? Is, is his bit the, 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 the really long poking device? All right, I'm ready to, I'm ready to answer. Yeah. All right, let's see it. Fake. Yeah, it's fake again. I think you're trying to double fake us double fake and take us with your five steaks and your eggplant. <laughs> All right, number eight. The one with the inappropriate song. The one mm. with the inappropriate oh, song. That's interesting. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready, too. Let's see him. Real. Kev's going real. Yeah. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> okay. Are you singing the song from the episode or are you just making a declaration? No, that's, that's <laughs> well, uh, both. <laughs> Okay, okay, question number nine. The one where Phoebe's mom is a cat. The, the one where Phoebe's mom is a cat? The one where Phoebe's mom is a cat. I feel like you're making up titles about plot lines from friends and making them into titles. Fake or real, what's that's the what, deal, bro? That's that's what I was going to do if I were to do this one. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's so you take tricky. something from the episode and yeah. Ugh. All right, I'm ready to answer. Let's see it. Fake. I think it's real, cap? actually. And it just seems so weird that it, yeah, it's probably real. I think it's real. I think it's like, it's, ugh. Ugh. This is a good one. Okay. Question number 10. The one with the museum. The one with the museum. Okay. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Let's see it. Real. Yeah, it's real. I mean, Isn't museums that... are real. Right? <laughs> But isn't that the one I mean, where Ross Ross and Rachel, you know. Right, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Question number 11. The one with the butt. The one with the butt. <laughs> so we've so far we've had the one with the boobies, and now we've got the one with the butt. Correct. I'm excited for the next one, but uh, the one with the butt. I think it's fake. I said real. Kevin's going real. Whose butt, going Kevin? fake. I don't know. I just Nate's figured. Fake. Hmm. I just figured. You know, if the boobies were fake, then the butt was real. I don't know. <laughs> she can't all be fake. <laughs> that's a good. It's a good way to look at it. Okay, right. number question number twelve. The one with Joey's Thanksgiving pants. <laughs> this show is so well done that even these titles that might be fake or real are making me laugh. Um, <laughs> I'm ready to give my answer. Okay, answers up. That's real. Real. I mean, I know it happens, but is the na- is the episode called that? You know, right? Tricky, that's, tricky. That's that's, that's right. the point of fake or real, or what's the deal, man? Um, 
Question number 13. Here we go. The one with the ballroom dancing. The one with the ballroom dancing. All right, I'm ready to give my answer. Fake. Fake. It just doesn't sound, the one with the ballroom dancing, like dancing doesn't, I, I don't see that being at the end of an episode title. The word dancing, I don't know why. Wow, you're really thinking deep about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went he went word specific. <laughs> Dude, really deep. Deep in okay. the fake butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, okay, question number 14. The one where Rachel is moody. The one, the one. where Rachel is moody. I'm saying it's real. Fake. Oh, she's, you're probably right. She's always moody. She's always moody. Wow. Wow. Okay, question number 15. Five more to go after this. Here we go. The one with the stain. The one with the stain. Interesting. All right, I'm ready when you are. Let's see him. All right, I'm ready too. Real. I think it's real, yeah. That's a Monica. Know. It's got to be a Monica thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, a Monica, that's all I could so. think. Yeah. Okay. Question number 16. The one with the health inspector. The one with the health inspector. I think I'm it's real. I'm going to say real. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who played him. Didn't... And Phoebe had the hots for him, right? Didn't she, like... She, like, uh, she, was in, right. she was really enamored with him. And, like, she, she started, like, taking him around to different restaurants so that he could, like, shut them down. And she got the hots for him. Was it uh, Tom Lennon? It could have been. I'm not sure. I just remember his name being Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Larry the health inspector. Um, okay. Question number 17. Here we go. The one where Chandler pees on Monica. The one where Chandler pees on Monica. I'm ready. Let's see it. Fake. Real. Oh, wait. Fake. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, no, you locked in your answer. Yeah. You locked in your answer. Because it's not him who pees on her, right? It's not Chandler who pees on her. Damn it. <laughs> Damn. Wait, is it Chandler? No, it isn't. It is okay, Chandler. Okay, we'll find out. We'll snap. find out. We'll, we'll find, find out. out. Pokemon Snap. Okay. <laughs> Pokemon Snap. Question <laughs> number 18. The one with the metaphorical tunnel. The, the one, one with, the m- with the metaphorical tunnel. Fake. Fake. Metaphorical? Come on. Yeah. No way. Okay. No. They didn't. They never used the word metaphorical on that show. <laughs> Not with regards to a tunnel, at least. <laughs> All right. Question number 19. The one with the birth. Hup. The one, the one with, the... with the birth. The birth. This doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. Fake. Fake. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fake. Obviously, there were births. There were many births. So the one with the birth doesn't make sense to me. Otherwise, they'd have to be like, the one with this birth, the one with that birth. <laughs> the second birth. The birth of Jesus. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Right? Okay. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, last question, guys. Here we go. Here we go. This is for all the all points. down to this. All right. The one with the hug and roll. The one... With the hug and roll. <laughs> what? The one, the one with the hug and roll. <laughs> the hug and roll. Oh, I'm going to regret this answer. Here we go. Let's see him. Real. Real. Yeah, I really want it to be the name of an episode because a hug and roll sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Oh man, that was that was uh that was brutal. I am I have no idea. I, think I am I'm... not confident in a single one of my answers. <laughs> same. Okay. Same. <laughs> well, that's and how I felt is... for community. <laughs> I well, was like, dude, I was like shooting for like whatever. Let's just see what happens. I honestly, it's the thing is, I've even been like watching a bunch of friends like recently too before I got into Modern Family, and like I I remember so much of what you said. Yeah. But I can't remember whether the name of the... Oh, that was really smart. Well, thanks. But uh, let's see how you guys did. So, your first question, the one with the boobies. <laughs> Kev said fake. Nate said fake. It's real. Oh. Season one. The one with... Episode really? 13. Yep. It's real. It's the one actually where Chandler walked in and saw Rachel topless as she was coming out of the bathroom. Wow. Um, so, yeah. That one's real, guys. Jeez. The boobies uh, are real. A good start. <laughs> I mean, it's the bum's fake. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, number two. The one where Monica and Chandler, you know. Kev, you said fake. Nate, you said real. Yeah. It's fake. It's a fake. Yeah. So they don't, you know. That one was, I think, London part one. When they go to London yes. part one is when it was called. Yes. Something very, very simple. Ah, uh, shoot. All right. Number three. The one with Phoebe's mom. Both of you guys said it was real, and it's 100% fake. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Jeez. I am not doing good so far. Holy moly. I thought you would have saw right through that one. That was the one I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put that there. I'll see if they'll. Okay. Uh, number four was the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. Both of you guys said real, and it is real. Hey, a point for both of you. I got one point on the board. Let's one point go. on the board. Question number five. The one with five steaks and an eggplant. Kev, you said on, real. Baby. I Kev, said you real. said Come real, on, right? Baby. Yeah, you said real. Yeah. And Nate, you said fake. And yeah. this is actually real. Okay, oh. question number six. Uh, the one with the ugly naked guy. Both of you said fake. And yep, that's a fake one. Woo. hey Question number seven. The one with the giant poking device. Both of you guys said this was fake. And you know what? It's real. It's actually from season three, episode eight. It's when they think he's dead and he's in the yeah. he's in the room. And so they make <laughs> they, they 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 build that giant poking oh, stick yeah. out of like chopsticks. And I remember poke. that yeah. episode. That was a great episode. But then but that, I was like, there's no way that's the name of it, but shoot. Yep. Okay. Okay. Number eight. The one with the inappropriate song. Uh I believe both of you said this was real. Yes, you did. And it is real. And Kevin yeah, referenced the buts. There you go. He nailed, <laughs> nailed, nailed it. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So, question number nine: the one where Phoebe's mom is a cat. Kev, you said fake. Nate, yeah. you said real. And yeah. you know what? Nate, Kev's right. It's fake. Ah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Brutal. It's a fake episode. Sweet. There is but that does happen in the episode. That does happen. Yeah. yeah. Question number ten: the mm-hmm. one with the museum. Both of you guys said this was real, and it's a fake. Whoa! Oh, really? But museums are real, Justin. Yeah, I know. They are real. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All, All right, right, cool. I'm not doing too great. Kev, after halfway through, is sitting at six points. Nate at a half mark of three. See if he can cool. come back here. Number 11 on the list. The one with the butt. Man. Kev, you said this was real? And Nate said this was fake. And what's crazy is it's actually a real episode. No! Hey! <laughs> the butt is real. The butt 
is 100% real. Um, uh. I think this was the episode where Joey is the butt double for, was it Al Pacino? I think that was the uh, one. I can't remember. Yeah, it was season yeah. one, episode six. It is Al Pacino's butt double. You are yeah. correct. Awesome. Nice. Okay, question number 12. The one with Joey's Thanksgiving pants. Both of you guys said this was real. And it is. It's not. Uh, it's fake. It's oh. Yeah, it's actually called the one with the rumor. Um, but oh, in that, man. that's the one with Brad Pitt. He guest stars. Dude, you really, I mean, it's insane. Yeah, I threw some curveballs. <laughs> so much. I thought you were going to do stuff like, the one with the parakeet or like the one with the shoe <laughs> horn or something like that. Right. And it's no, but like no, you, I, I, Kevin, uh, Kevin kind of hit it while we were going through. It's like, is it an episode or is it something yeah. that happened in the episode? Uh, so that's what I was trying to play with, with, with some of these questions. Uh, question number 13 was the one with the ballroom dancing. Uh, both of you guys said this was fake and you know what? It was real. It's that actually the, the one love. where, uh, uh Joey learn, uh, helps, uh, their land or their landlord is it or their yeah yeah, yeah he, they, he helps them dance yeah the dance. superintendent yeah, yeah the superintendent yeah he helps the superintendent learn ballroom dance he's awesome though yeah, yeah. okay number uh, 14 question number 14 the one where Rachel is moody Kev you said fake uh, Nate you said real Kev point to you it is a fake right. episode oh my gosh I can't catch up now I don't think yeah <laughs> 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 That's it. I lost. Uh, yeah, you'd be yeah. Oh, you just oh. you have to get all of them right now. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, question number fifteen: the one with the stain. We both said you both real. said real, and you guys are right. It's a real episode. This is the one where yes. Chandler hires hires the maid, and she thinks Monica thinks that the maid has stolen her jeans, and she's <laughs> certain based on a stain in the crotchal area and she tries to like look at it it's it's a very awkward scene it's wow sounds it yes okay at 15 what are we at kev's at a solid nine after 15 questions and nate is at a solid four wow okay five more questions to go at a run of six wrong in a row there that that'll kill you (laughs) yeah exactly probably will (laughs) yeah all right here we go question number 16 the one with the health inspector Right, both you guys said that this was real as well, and it is fake. Oh, dang it! I can't actually recall what that episode was, but you guys nailed. You were thinking of the right episode, obviously. Yeah, uh, the one yeah. with Larry, the inspector, and Phoebe falls in love with him <laughs> because of his power. So, how he can just close places. Right, and the one with the health inspector just sounds like a great episode title. Question number seventeen. The one where Chandler pees on Monica. Nate said fake. Kevin said real. It is a fake episode. Yay! Right. Doesn't Joey pee on her? No, Chandler does pee on her. It's actually called the one with the jellyfish. It's the one yeah, where... Yeah, that's the right. Oh, okay. Uh, but Chandler, Chandler does still pee. pees on her. Yeah, I, I was hey. thinking of putting Joey in there to really throw you off. Right? Yeah. You, I could see that you guys were already thinking, but Chandler does pee on her. You could have double faked me out there because I totally would have <laughs> said that it was, that it was, uh, it was Joey. Okay, cool. All right. All right. We're on question 18 now. The one with the metaphorical tunnel. Uh, both of you guys said this was fake, and you guys it's are real. wrong. It's uh, real. The one with the metaphorical uh, tunnel. Season three, episode four. Wow. Metaphorical tunnel. Question number 19. The one with the birth. Both of you guys said this was fake, and it is real. It is, oh, um, good Lord. It is Man. the one where Ben is born. 
Uh, ben. All right. Last question, and I think we're at what? Nine to five, and it doesn't look like Nate's gonna come back after this last question. Question number 20, the one with the hug and roll. Uh, both of you guys said this was real. This is a fake episode. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no. So our final scores are nine to five. Kevin, you win. <laughs> You win. Right. You did. You did search through uh, with more, with a little less than half, but you still, you still crushed it. That was great. Uh, I was doing the really well until uh, fifteen there. Jeez. Yeah, I, could, I was like, yeah. I had thirty-five questions written, but uh, wow. I cut it down to twenty. Um, so Kevin, just Kevin, listen, I'm going to give you here. You can have, you have the belt for now, but uh, you know that I'm coming for it. So don't, <laughs> don't think too, you know, don't get too comfortable with it because. You know that was uh, that so was. What are we, we going to call part. this episode? The one where Kevin whooped Nate's ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed yeah, that. You guys, you guys saw right through that one. It's great. You guys did like you. You, you kind of knew where I was going, where I was playing with the idea of like actual episodes and what happened in an episode because it's very you know sometimes it's funny how how we will recall an episode based on what will just ha- what has happened in it. Right. Um, yeah. The titles lean on that kind of. Wow, a lot of good that did for us, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, like write in, you know, let us know your score. If you if you played along, uh, you know, tell us how did you do with this fake or real? And um, Justin, where can they write in again? They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That is wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. All right, guys. So that is it. Nice, quick little podcast today. I think this yeah. is nice and uh focused it's not necessarily going to be the two hour longs or three hour long so (laughs) got to get some of these in here we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and if you did please give us a rating on apple Podcasts. five star is the minimum rating that you can give there um so please feel free to rate review and let us know what you think we are geek centric and you can be too which means you can also check us out on youtube at youtube.com slash geek centric follow us on twitter at GeekCentricYT and follow us on Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric. Nate, you're going to be streaming this week. I think today is Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Tuesday, so you're going to be streaming later. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, you can watch, you can rewatch the stream on my channel, uh, twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames. Uh, tonight, I am playing uh, in about an hour from now. I'm going to be playing for the first time ever. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, uh, which was the DLC for Uncharted Four, and I've never played it before, so uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We'll see how long it is. Maybe we'll stretch it out into another stream. But uh, I'm super stoked to dive back into that, especially coming hot off the heels of uh, of the last uh, Naughty Dog game. So yeah, cool. man, super stoked. Cool. Guess that's it for us, Kev Nate. Thank you so much for joining me uh, for today's episode. Nate, what are we doing next week? You're hosting, right? Yes, I am thinking that we might be doing uh, another total recast. Awesome. Uh, so that might be that might be some fun. I'm not going to say what it is yet. I will let okay. you guys know, but uh, it's uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll get prepared. We'll come at you with a, another uh, recasting of uh, of something. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm not sure whether Sweet. I want to do whether it's like a movie or a game. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay, cool. Fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll chat in the group chat. But uh, until next week, as we say, love ya. Stay home safe, guys. Peace. <laughs>